Antonio Lopez is a musician, composer, and the executive director of the nonprofit Soundbridge Music. He is a quiet man who has something to say. His music is like an onion. It has many layers, each one revealing something more. At the core, Antonio is a singer-songwriter in service to the song. His adept guitar work and composition skills are never used in a showy way, but rather like the spices in a delectable home-cooked meal. The results is a feast of emotions that is a delight to the listener. Antonio has just released his fourth album, Roots and Wings, to critical acclaim for its earthy, modern folk and acoustic soul. The new warrior needs no sword For her heart is made of stillness Welcome to the Raw Songwriting Podcast, where I challenge my guests to write a brand new song in one week based on a prompt, and then talk about the process. Along the way, we talk about the broader craft of songwriting. I'm David Coyle, and it's my pleasure to introduce Antonio Lopez. Welcome to the show, Antonio. Hey, thanks for having me, David. So you've you've put out four albums now, and I guess I want to start with, I mean, the, the show is built around a challenge to write a song in one week. But I guess I want to kind of get an idea of, you know, what's your normal songwriting process? And has it changed over four albums? Yeah. You know, I, I could honestly say that no two songs have ever come in the exact same way. But I definitely do know patterns of, like, just like my everyday way of being that kind of will help me write more songs. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I noticed, like, I have, like, a little thing I call my morning routine. Okay. And, you know, honestly, especially within, like, the last year of the pandemic, I definitely haven't been doing it every morning. But when I do do it, I know it helps me. But this morning routine, I, like, write up. I'll do, like, a little writing in my journal here and go for, like, a little run, do some yoga, eat some breakfast. And I notice that if I do that every morning before I start my day, like it really just elevates my creativity. And, you know, I I guess with this songwriting podcast you're doing, you have people writing from a prompt. And I've actually had a lot of success writing from prompts. You know, it could be the sort of thing like when you first sit down, you're like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. But then before you know it, even though it starts as a prompt, it's like you're off in that creative land, off in that creative zone. Uh, music always comes a lot easier to me than the lyrics. Like, mm-hmm. I could just pump out musical ideas all day. But lyrics, it's almost like I have have to have something to say in order to write something lyrically. Well, I'm, I'm curious about, you said that you do yoga and you get some exercise as part of your morning routine. And how do you feel like... I'd like to know, like, how do you feel like that, that, that helps you out? What, what is it, is it just stirring up the energy or, or how, how does that play out? Yeah, honestly, I think it helps with focus and just with confidence, feeling better about yourself. And, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, that's like an aspirational day when I do Mm -hmm. that. There's a lot of days where I don't do that. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. But so, just being fit, just being fit and, and having a healthy routine probably probably helps in a lot of ways. I mean, yeah. 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 And I, I think it just kind of helps with uh, keeping that monkey mind just from running away and kind of ruining your whole day, you know, because as a creative and 
you you know how it is as well that it's just like we spend a lot of times in our own heads and we're always always thinking you know and it's could be a really cool thing when when it's put to use in a positive way and in a creative way but it could easily like run amok and have us kind of going crazy if, if yeah. we don't keep it in check <laughs> well definitely i mean it seems you know music has that therapeutic or i guess maybe meditative uh quality to it or it can now you're yeah. you're you're a really accomplished guitarist i mean you're you're just I mean, a phenomenal guitarist, and and as as you mentioned, as we mentioned in the uh, the intro, which I stole from your uh, your bio on your website, you're amazingly accomplished without being super showy. Um, but I mean, the the control that you show, I mean, what what's your practice regimen like? That you said the music comes first. I mean, is it because you're you're playing guitar all the time? I I kind I kind of almost approach life and my music like in thinking in terms of like seasons. And right now, since I just released a new record uh, on New Year's Day 2021, I'm, I'm kind of really in like a album cycle trying to promote that. That like currently I'm I'm not even coming close to playing every day. Oh, OK. So but I mean, I do look forward to like maybe like after this album cycle kind of finishes out and then I'm preparing to, to write some more stuff like i really do want to get more more into the guitar then but it's it's one of those things like you know if if a person could be like super regimented and super on it and do everything how they ideally would like it to be done like that would be great but that's just not reality yeah especially like within the midst of the pandemic it's like I don't know know about you, but me, like I've have good days and have bad days, but I've yeah, noticed absolutely. that I'm just not as it just takes me a lot longer to do things, you know, like things that would have maybe taken me five minutes to do. Now I'm like, wow, that took me fifty minutes to do the simple little thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, it's we're going on about a year now. So going on I mean, about how, a year now. You were let's see, I think last year you were you were kind of doing your winter of woodshed you did that two years in a row right yeah so now you've released the this album so i mean do you feel like you're doing that winter of woodshed again this year or is that kind of out the window because the uh, pandemic's changed things it's a little out the window because of the pandemic you know like originally i was planning on releasing this record in the spring mm. but definitely just kind of delayed the release due to covid so you know you talked about renter of woodshed and that's how a lot of these songs on this album were were written and uh just to kind of give a little backstory on the winter of woodshed you know like woodshedding is a term in music where literally you would go out and practice in the woodshed because no one would want to listen to you because <laughs> you're working on something new you know that being said like i still have it in the back of my mind that hey like we're still got a month and some change away from first day of spring yeah. and like maybe i still can get some woodshedding in this winter <laughs> uh the way i've i've handled the pandemic is basically to just throw myself into like every project imaginable i've been overly busy and yeah. actually been stretching myself way too thin at times and uh um i mean it's just interesting the way you know we all kind of deal with deal with the stress in a, in a different way but mine's been all about kind of escaping it and 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 getting my 
mind out of it by forcing myself to do something like this, which is podcast, which has actually been a really good, uh, good experience for that kind of thing. That's good, good, good chance to hang out with friends and, and meet new people as well. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, let's go back to the, to the days of your prior to the, uh, prior to the pandemic, uh, and, and to one of your winners of Woodshed. And, uh, let's listen to this, uh, first song off of Roots and Wings. Uh, I have queued up Going to the City. Okay, this is Going to the City by Antonio Lopez off the album Roots and Wings. Highway 160 across La Vida Pass Past the acorn where we stop for gas The smell of pignon, that earthy note of fall Going, going to the sea After we'd fill up, we'd catch up 25 World starts spinning faster For the rest of the divine So when you grow up You dream of when you were young But in those days You couldn't wait for these to come Go, go, go. 
That was Going to the City by Antonio Lopez off the album Roots and Wings. And uh, yeah, that's that's a great tune there, Antonio. I, I really uh, I, I really love specifically how like, well, you go from like these specific details and then you get, uh, you know, a lot more philosophical as we go along. Um, and uh, and just how how, you know, something like going to the city changes uh uh, as we age and, and, and what it means. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, why don't you tell, tell us a little bit about how you wrote this song? What, what inspired it? All right. Yeah. So there's a few different layers to go into the city, you know, just a little backstory on myself. I grew up in a small town down in Southern Colorado called Alamosa and moved up to Longmont in 2012. And Alamosa and, and Longmont are the only two places I've lived in my whole life. But, uh, you know, I have like a lot of aunts and uncles in the Denver area. And my, both my parents grew up in Southern Colorado as well. And my mom, she moved, her family moved to Denver when she was like a young girl. So, you know, I think there's these migratory patterns to people that are really found across the board, you know, like it's, you know, I, I do think like human history, you know, people do grow up in more rural places, but there always is that pull to a metropolitan area ultimately for more opportunity on one level. That's what the song is about. And on another level, you know, I do think that, uh, humans ingenuity has gotten to a point where it's like you know we we've have what we've done has had a pretty devastating toll on things ecologically so and that's where i keep repeating that phrase to grow further from nature yeah is the nature of the man is it's in a the great bridge. that's a great line that's a really thanks great man line. yeah and, and i just think that they things are a lot more complex than just like filling the loss of nature as the world gets more urbanized. It's a, it's a much more complex issue than just like good, bad, evil, not evil. It's just, it's just kind of like a natural progression of things and it's bigger than any of us are. Yeah. But, uh, I do think we are in a window of time right now and a window of opportunity where if we can take action and honestly, we need to take action in order to like for survival, really. So to me, that's like some of the subtext in this song while also just being like surface level. It is very autobiographical and I'm literally like tracing the map of, Alamosa driving across Highway 160 across Levita Pass and catching I-25 and name the gas station that my family would always stop mm. to gas up and use the restroom, you know. And ultimately, like, my message in that song isn't one of being a downer. Ultimately, it is one of 
hope because there is something hopeful about going to the city you know like on each each person's personal journey wherever they come from and wherever it's leading them to like there is some sort of compass of wanting to achieve something and wanting to make a difference in some way so that's going to the city well what are the i mean yeah one of the strengths of the song is that the 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 chorus you know going going to the city is 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 kind of jaunty and upbeat and 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 i i'd say that you come away with it from a very you know very positive feeling about going to the city and then you yeah. got to grow further from nature is the nature of the man and it's more contemplative and so yeah those those layers are 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 really um there now when you were writing this did you you said earlier that you the music oftentimes comes quicker than than say the words but yeah. the, but this sounds to me almost like uh like going going to the city might have been the first thing that came to mind but but i mean how what what how did how did this get constructed what was the process in in, in making this yeah you know i had just like the acoustic guitar part Mm -hmm. for the longest time and then i think i did kind of come up with like the first verse and the chorus going to the city and you know when i wrote this song it was at a kind of real questioning point in my life uh you know I, earlier i said i moved to longmont in 2012 and just kind of was a real have been a real working person my whole life like you know when i first landed in longmont my first job was as a night janitor in the public schools and little by little started getting more gigs at like breweries restaurants and bars and eventually started making my whole income through playing music but then uh there came a point where it was like okay like i'm wanting to kind of level up in a certain way and i can't be playing like five shows a week in bars and yeah. and and it also gets to a point where it's like as people start digging your music you almost feel bad having them come listening to you in these places that are just so loud yeah and, and my and my music is like pretty delicate so like on the onset of writing the songs for this record i was saved up some money and like took that first winter of woodshed i took it off from gigging and it was it's a real challenging thing to like be performing like 20 25 gigs a week or a month excuse me and then little by little just have your calendar dwindle away and you're basically putting all your bags all your eggs in one basket of like wow like i love music and i really do believe that I am good at what I do, but it's really questioning to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make my living with a guitar in my hand and these songs coming from my heart. Like it's, it's, it's like a really old school approach in, in the year 2021. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh Oh God. Well, yeah, this is, this last year has just been, um, yeah, it's been, it's been extra rough. Um, well, you know, I had, I had some questions about, um, well, I mean the the winter of woodshed, yeah. And so this song, I mean, it sounds like you had the guitar part kind of beforehand, but but I mean, you finished this during the winter of woodshed, and 
I guess I'm curious, you know, how, how was writing a song different from when you did started doing your woodshedding to, you know, how you were writing songs before that while you were doing 25 shows a month? Yeah, let me think of how to answer that question. You know, honestly, to me, it's one of those things that maybe people that are more astute at observation could recognize certain patterns and learn how to recreate them. But to me, like music at its best and like most raw form, like it really is just like a magical thing that Hmm. sometimes you tap into something that's like you just get into some sort of flow of a flow of an idea so that's kind of what it was like with this going to the city you know i was at a real tender place just questioning and just uh you know as as songwriters we tend to be pretty nostalgic people yeah so i was just kind of thinking about my youth growing up in southern colorado and then moving up this way and just go into the city. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also was I was also curious about um you've got a very uh, a unique vocal style. I really love the way that you sing, but it, it's kind of a punctuated way. You kind of do it's almost like a um I feel like it's almost like a a, a trumpet or something. it's like you you kind of do these short pops of emphasis on syllables and whatnot and but you don't do like necessarily a lot of long sustained you know notes or anything and 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 i'm curious you know when you're writing a song i mean obviously we write to our own you know style but um when you're you know when you're writing a song like that um or when you're doing a cover song you know where it may have been written to a different I mean, what, 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 how do you, do you take into consideration the vocal style when you're writing it? And how, how do I ask this? Cause like, I, I know, like if I were to try to sing this song, yeah. it would sound very, very different. I, I just, the way that I would sing it, unless I was doing, you know, trying to imitate your style of singing. And I, I'm just curious, does that, does that go consciously into the way that you write the song? Uh, you know, it does. Just because I agree with you, I I do have like a way of singing that is like a little different than the way most people sing. And honestly, I think a lot of that stems just out of my heritage and where I come from. Hmm. You know, like I'm what you call Chicano, which is like a mix of indigenous blood and Spanish blood. And, you know, uh, like going back for uh, generations and generations, like where I'm from is Southern Colorado and Northern New Mexico. And me, myself, I don't really speak Spanish. I mean, I I got a little bit of Spanglish, Mm -hmm. but I still think that even though I don't speak Spanish, that there is something about my cadence and my delivery that is like, comes out of the region of Northern New Mexico and Southern Colorado. And, you know, it's one of those things like some we're always we can get caught up in being envious, envious of other musicians and what they have. And, you know, there's so many singers that I wish I could sing like them. But you as you get older, 
and you get more into your craft, you realize like, wow, like taste and uh, style come out, out of as much of what you can do as what you can't do. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, if you really lean into that, like that's where you find your niche. And uh, I've always thought it would be kind of really challenging to be one of those musicians who is such a virtuoso that people just want to hear you like play a million miles a minute and Mm -hmm. just like wow them where it's just like all you want to do is really play a song and express how you feel and you know songwriting is one of those things where it's like it's like if you could lean into it and like present it in a way that's like, yes, this is a slow song that if I get bored with it, it will be boring to other people. But if you like really own that, like it's, it could like, it could be a really riveting thing, you know, to just like Absolutely. be being a simple song sung in your own way. Like there's something moving about it. And I, and I guess in a way that's, that's what folk music is. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, um, we were talking. Uh, Jay Stott was my last uh, guest, and we were we were talking about kind of the freedom that you get from limitations. You yeah. know that if, if there's sometimes when you have this. I mean, in his case, we were talking about structure uh, of of a song, but but like if we're talking about skill level, that's that's a you know, and just sort of maximizing you know what you can do and developing a style, right? I mean, that's the the impetus for developing styles is oftentimes. It's like, well, this is what I do good, so or what I do well, and I should just go all out with that. And the stuff that I don't necessarily do that great, then you know that, uh, you know, I'll just do the other part so much better that uh, uh, they won't even notice. So, yeah. Well, I think you come up. You have a very, very compelling style, and um, thanks, man. And and so compelling that I'd like to hear a little bit more of it. So let's uh, <laughs> let's pull up uh, the next song here. Okay. This tune is also off of Roots and Wings, uh, the album Roots and Wings. It is called The New Warrior, and it's by Antonio Lopez.
is down her pride and opens a heart to listen uses her quiver of words carefully a sentry on a cushion the weapons that she wields Compassioned and inside It's not a battle between The good guys and the bad guys We all contain the shadows and the light Take off your own Let your light shine Passion can burn us up. Gotta temper it with cool wisdom. From that space, we can understand the radical interdependence of our systems. The weapons that we will. Compassion and inside. It's not a battle between the good guys and the bad guys. We all contain the shadows and the light. We all contain the shadows and the light. That was The New Warrior by Antonio Lopez off the album Roots and Wings. And I have to say, Antonio, I absolutely adore this song. I think it is just, it's amazing. I, I love the way that you appropriate uh, uh, the, the language of battle and turn it into one of, turn it into a song of peace and compassion. And I'm, I'm impressed with how well you managed to espouse a, a, a philosophy 
um, and, and, and in such, such detail and with such emphasis. Uh, and it doesn't feel preachy at any point during the whole thing. Uh, and, and I'm curious, you know, what, what was, how did you, how did you do that? Cause I, I think that's a, that's a risk. Anytime somebody, uh, writes a song about, you know, a philosophy or a philosophical point of view, yeah. you know, I think people worry about being preachy. So how, how, was that something that was on your mind when you were writing this? It could have crossed my mind, but honestly, this was one of those songs that I was so deep in the process of writing it and just so alive in that, that it's almost like I was just channeling something coming through me. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of interesting that we chose to write or chose to talk about going to the city and the new warrior today, because like I I mentioned how going to the city was the first song I wrote during the winter of woodshed mm. and the new warrior was the last song I wrote during that winter of woodshed. Oh, interesting. And you know, I had gotten like this house sitting gig up in uh, conifer just, uh, up at this house, just kind of away from things. And it was a pretty good winter snowstorm. And I was just socked in at this house for a little over a week. And I think I wrote this song like the last the last two days I was there. And it was kind of like a rare opportunity where I could just like literally be in the song that I was writing for like 12 hours, wow. you know, and just be like whether I was cooking breakfast or whatever I was doing, I was like in that song. And the song it's special to me because it's uh i wrote it for a friend of mine her name is tetsuko of cold mountain hmm. and she was like a quadriplegic lady that uh i met her when i was in college and i was just looking for a summer job and these were in the days where you would look in the classified section of the newspaper and uh she had an ad in there and it just said artist in a wheelchair is looking for a caregiver so i gave her a call and spoke with her and we first bonded over uh, a mutual admiration for the singer-songwriter Amos Lee. Mm. And this was when I still lived in Southern Colorado in Alamosa. And she's a Buddhist, and she was one of the first Buddhists, I, Buddhists I'd ever met. And she was telling me about, like, this Buddhist prophecy about a new warrior. And... Uh, it arises in a time that are very similar to the times we're in now that just like a lot of just uh turmoil and just not not really uh just just kind of like pandemonium you know mm -hmm. and this new warrior what i like about this prophecy is that uh it's not really a savior that's going to come save you it's more that just like with this warriorship and this warrior quality is inside each and every one of us and if each if each of us just step up in a small way, collectively it has like a really big impact. And uh, this warrior is unlike a warrior of the past, in which it's not about conquering and using might and force, but it's more just about using compassion, insight, and just trying to see things from another's point of view. Yeah. So that kind of always resonated with me, and you know, Tetsuko, she always was wanted me to write a song for her and sadly i'd never written this song where she was still alive like she passed back in 2016 yeah so it's like when i was writing this song i was just 
thinking of all my conversations with her and it was it was pretty airy in the sense that like a day or two before she passed away she called me in the middle of the night and she left me this voicemail just kind of almost like downloading all this stuff to me just like hey like you and your music are going to play like a really important role in what's happening with humankind and you should read this book read this other book listen to these albums and watch this movie and she just told me like all these things to like check out and i didn't i didn't know that that was like the last thing she was going to say to me huh but uh yeah so yeah i i just think that she, my friend tesuko had a pretty big hand in this song and well, it's a wonderful tribute to her. That's Thank for you. sure. This is this is a lovely, lovely tune. So both of these songs are off of your album, and they're fully produced. And I think you were using your your usual band backing you on this as well, right? Correct. Yeah. What, what I'm kind of curious. Um, there's the point where you write a song, but then you you have to, you know, prep it with a band to perform it live. Mm-hmm. And then you prep it to record in the studio. And each step along the way is an opportunity to maybe revise the song a little bit to, to adjust um, for the, the setting. And, and I'm curious, could, could, you, could you walk us through like some of the changes that you may or may not have made uh, for each of those stages? Yeah, I sure can. You know, like, honestly, the genesis of, the, genesis of this song actually came out of a band practice where... Uh, you know, my band for the longest time had just been a trio with me, Joshua Thomas on the drums, and Chad E. Mathis on the bass. And it was a a rehearsal that actually, like, Chad did something happened in his calendar where where he didn't come. So me and Joshua were just like jamming, hmm. and I had that guitar riff already, and we were just like jamming and looping it. And in that jam, we just got really big and like really pushed the envelope uh dynamically and just got real big so and that was before i had any of the lyrics or anything but i pretty much already had like that arc of the song that we were like pushing towards that bridge that uh where kate farmer just like wails Mm. wails on and you know like uh I don't I don't know if now is the right time to talk about this, but uh in a lot of ways I feel like I became a singer songwriter just because it's one of the most economical ways to keep doing music. But uh really like the music I hear in my head and the music that I want to do kind of reaches so far out of the singer songwriter idiom. Interesting. Okay. So in a lot of my songs in going to the city and the new warrior, it's like, I like to have these bridges that kind of get really big. And there's kind of like a lot of nerdy music stuff happening in terms of the arrangement and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I never really want that to overshadow like lyrics, you know, cause in, in a song, it's like the lyrics are the most important thing. So I, like to find like these places and it's often like an outro to a song or a bridge to a song where i just like take the music to another place 
for a little bit of time mm-hmm. and come back to the song and i think like instrumental parts like that could could really uh lead the lyric in a way that it's like you know songwriting is, is a form where it's like if you look in a song you a lot of times you only really have like 50 words 100 words 150 words it's not really that many words so sometimes you rely on just putting like it's almost like these the lyrics are like little breadcrumbs that uh if you place them right it's like the listener's able to follow you but then you also leave some space for them to like put their own story put their own being into this into the song and if you do that in the right way you know like it uh invites them to be an active participant in the music well so i you know i'm curious about i mean working as a singer songwriter i think you're right that the genre does tend to put the lyrics first and foremost Mm -hmm. but i mean there's there are plenty of musical genres that 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 still involve songwriting and, and songs that the the music is as front and center as as the lyrics and sometimes even more so mm-hmm. uh so i mean wh- how did you i know that you were uh uh when you were younger you were really into to heavy metal i'm not sure if you were just from previous times we've talked um yeah and that's that's one where like you could be a heavy metal artist where you're doing something where you know they they oftentimes spend a lot of time you know working on the you know the 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 instrument you know the arrangements and 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 that's very much oftentimes more important than the lyrics i think so yeah. i mean what what how did you settle with being a singer songwriter you know honestly what did it for me is uh i used to have this internship out on the east coast that was like at this guitar school it was basically like a summer music type of camp the guitar was the main thing but they also had like bass and drums and a lot of the people there were like what they call shredders Mm -hmm. and it's just like you know like playing really crazy fast stuff on the electric guitar and i went out there every summer for about nine summers and it was like i started when i was in high school and all through when i was in my undergrad i was going out there and it just made me realize that uh a simple song like really is the seed of music you know that's the thing that all the other stuff stems out of and i i just realized like you know what there's something to writing a song that's more intriguing to me than just learning how to play fast and learning how to play crazy stuff sure sure yeah so i i guess it was just like being in those those uh dorms and just on both sides of me hearing like and just being like you know what man i think i'm gonna start checking out like these acoustic singer songwriters seeing what that's all about (laughs) yeah 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 i mean i'm i'm not a i'm not i'm not a huge fan of of like excessive noodling you know there there is showiness that 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 can be you know pretty detrimental to a song but but i think oftentimes there there's some styles of of music that i i think is are are really beautiful uh but they're really unusual i uh, do you know like sufjan stevens do you know him at all 
Yeah, I love Sufjan Stevens' music. Yeah, like his his stuff is. I mean, it's it's beautiful, but musically, I mean, I mean, he's 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 great at the you know writing lyrics and melodies and everything, but the the musical side and the structures of the songs are are, are very experimental, but they but they still manage to be. I mean, I've heard him go all over the place, but I mean, most of the stuff that I've heard of his is is both unusual and experimental and adventurous musically and and it's as as adventurous as as his lyrics his lyrics are oftentimes really adventurous too and um i i don't know sometimes i i feel being here in 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 boulder county i sometimes feel like that lyrics are a little too emphasized i i I feel that too man yeah yeah it's like it's like you know like i love the singer songwriter world but honestly the it doesn't leave a lot of room for like get straying too far away from like that whole like first chorus and like yeah having the you, you know what i mean like the singer songwriter police yeah and uh it's kind of it's like you know what man like at my core i i am a singer songwriter but i do really love so much other music and as i keep writing and keep playing and especially with this band that i have now like down the road, I really do see my music venturing more and more out of the singer songwriter world. Some of the time, while yeah. some of the time also being like, you know what, man? Like, I would love to to record an album that is just like one vocal and one guitar and just super pared down. Yeah, because there is something to to that too, you know. Absolutely, absolutely, and I I love my. I'm a I'm a big fan of kind of tightly structured pop songs. I I, I really am, but uh, but there are just times where I just want to get weird. I want to get weird <laughs> and I want to try some stuff out that I've never tried before, and and fail. You know, maybe I'll even fail at it. You know, um, yeah. or but maybe I'll succeed wildly. Who knows? But I mean, there there are definitely songs that I write that are that are lyric songs. They're songs that it's it's about the lyrics, and yeah. then there are other songs where it's like you know I really want to just focus on doing something see how interesting I can make the music and maybe even do as few words as possible to see, you know, what's the, what's the bare minimum number of words I could put in there and it'd still be a song, you know? No, that's cool. And I mean, uh, you're really inspirational with just like how your song a day January's and, uh, you know, now your raw songwriting and, like your showcases you've done where you invite a lot of other musicians from the community in. And it's just like your spirit is really, I really look up to it, David. And and it's kind of one of those things. It's like, you know, like if you write 300 songs, like the odds are that X and number of those are going to be amazing. Yeah. You know? well, that's, and it's like, <laughs> that's if you write, <laughs> and it, but it's like, if you write 10 songs, it's like, you know, it's just it's just interesting you know it's like yeah i i kind of come from the other end of the spectrum and where it's like man like honestly this this song that i wrote from the prompt for this podcast that was the first song i completely finished since june wow okay <laughs> that's yeah 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 it's <laughs> Well, that's but that's just because that's just because of the pandemic, right? I mean, that's probably that's probably been a bigger issue there. 
Yeah, partly with that and just kind of like honestly trying to figure out what to do and how to best release this record. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the whole business side of things, I that's I think I, I've told this story before, I think. But um, the whole reason I do the Song of Day January thing is because I felt like the business side of of being a singer songwriter, running around booking shows, doing rehearsals just trying to learn my own songs uh, and and all the PR and all that stuff. It, it, it really took me out of any mode to, uh, to write. And, yeah. you know, I kind of feel like, I mean, it sounds like with your woodshedding, your winter of woodshed project, it's, it's kind of the same thing. You, you just have to sometimes set that time aside to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the, the advantage of writing like a, like a whole bunch of songs, um, in a short period of time is that it, it does allow you to um, not take any one of them too seriously. You can, you can kind of just be like, well, I can experiment here. I can do something unusual and just try it out and see how it works. Whereas sometimes I think, you know, if you meet somebody who's written like just one or two songs, it's, yeah. it's always amazing to me how important it is to them that everything about it is exactly right. Yeah. So, so important. And, and I, and, and I'm sure when I was writing my first couple songs, it was the same way, but I, I kind of feel like that almost hurts the song some, in some ways it, it's, it's almost good to, but of course I've become a big proponent of first draft songs and just rolling them out. And then every once in a while, those, those, those quickies actually turn out to be pretty good songs, you know? Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, music is something we hold so close to our heart that we could easily become like over precious about it. Yeah. Where it's just like, uh, there's a time and a place for that, but there is also, it's also just like, like my whole world is, is about songs. Mm -hmm. And like, I think about songs all the time and I'm listening to music all the time. And it's like songs are what I, gravitate to that's like yeah. my my gravity but it's like at the same time it's like at the end of the day it's just a song you know there's so many more important things in the world and uh it's like a weird combination of like keeping it loose and keeping it tight and caring about it but but not caring about it and it's somewhere somewhere within there is is where like your subconscious kicks in and just like that muscle memory and uh the inspiration comes together in a way that just like whoa like i guess i wrote that but absolutely yeah. it just kind of happened <laughs> it, it's always funny how like um like maybe there is a song that i've i've that i it's really important to me i've slaved over it you know i, I thought it was like a big big deal and then some song that i that i just rolled out you know, in an hour or something like that is, is something that speaks to people a lot more. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and you know, it's like, I want to take credit for that, but I don't know that I felt, you know, it just sort of, it just sort of came out, you know, I, I didn't, <laughs> I don't feel necessarily that connected to it, but, but for some, but, but it's always interesting to find out which, which songs really speak to people and how that compares to which songs really speak to you. Um, yeah. 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 Well, let's let speaking of songs that that we kind of rolled out in in quick uh uh quick succession. Well, let's well, let's take a short break and then when we get back, we can talk about our challenge songs. Okay. So, all right. Uh we're going to take a short break. I'll be right back with Antonio Lopez.
Welcome back to the Raw Songwriting Podcast. My name is David Coyle, and my guest today is Antonio Lopez, who has just released a new album called Roots and Wings. And uh, as usual, I challenged him to write a song in one week based on uh, a random prompt, or uh, he get to ch- he got to choose from some prompts. And uh, let me pull that up real quick, the choice of prompts here, and I'd like to get an idea of, you know, why... Why did you choose the prompt that you did? So the the first one, the first prompt was a random picture, and it yeah. looks to be a child peering through a hole in a cardboard box, maybe. Uh, but he's peering out. Uh, he's he's in the dark side, and there's light coming through and illuminating his eye. Then you have uh, there was a random fact. Cats which have blue eyes for the duration of their lives are likely to be deaf. Interesting factoid there. Random question was, what is your opinion on tattoos? Then there was a random quotation. What may be done at any time will be done at no time. That is a Scottish proverb. And then I included also uh, the the fearless prompt from uh, Timmy Reardon's fearless songwriting project. His prompt was uh, strange light. And there's a picture of some sort of cartoony creature looking through a window that's surrounded by flowers. So, so those were all the prompts that I, I, I sent to Antonio. Maybe, maybe I sent you too many prompts. I'm not sure, but uh, um, what can you, can you walk me through, you know, which, which one you chose and why you chose it? Yeah. So I chose uh, the Scottish proverb of what may be done at any time will be done at no time. And, you know, that one just really rung true with me in the sense that, especially with the release of Roots and Wings, like right before the pandemic, Luckily, we finished recording the album, and it was already mixed and mastered. We had the Kickstarter campaign, which successfully funded it. And I just kind of really had, like, the timeline of its release and what was going to happen. You know, my my band, we had some pretty nice festival slots for the following summer. And all these things were, were with just the pandemic really threw a wrench in the works with all of that. So I spent much of the first several months of, of uh, the pandemic just kind of really being like, man, what what's going to happen with this record and what's going to happen with my career? So just time passed and, and I was like, wow, I, I really want to get this record out there. And I'm the type of person who like, I really want to stay true to my word and I wanted to get the album in the hands of people that had backed it with the Kickstarter. And I was just kind of feeling bad about that. Yeah. About delaying its release, but I knew I had to. So it was just like, what can be done at any time will be done at no time. Yeah. And that's just how so many of uh, the things that you really want to do and you really want to accomplish you just build them up to be so monumental tasks that it's easier to just fill your day with the trivial things and the mundane things and just push those bigger things 
back on the shelf. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's why that's why I, I chose that prompt. Cool. All right. Well, <laughs> I, I think you came up with a really uh, neat way to 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 do it too. So let let's play this here. Uh, this is called "What Can Be Done at Any Time" by Antonio Lopez. This is uh, the challenge song this week. What can be done at any time would be done at no time at all. Easier to fill my days with trivial things and answer to my soul's deeper call. If I would have started when I started worrying, I'd already be done by now. But worrying's a full-time job that I'm not being paid for. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me how What can be done at any time Will be done at no time at all What can be done at any time Will be done at no time at all I think I'm going to go make a sandwich Finish this song later (laughs) (laughs) Well, That's like uh, just shy of a minute long yeah. And and you packed a lot in there. The I actually don't have I don't have a lyric sheet I think for this one, but um, but the, the but you packed quite quite a bit in in that. It's almost like um, you know I, I just think back to like the '50s, and there were oftentimes these songs that were just like a minute, a, a little bit maybe a little bit more than a minute long, uh, but they were they were pretty well structured and they they felt like complete songs and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so so why don't you walk us through this? What was the process in what, writing this song? Yeah, you know, it was like a little tongue in cheek in making it so short, you know, and finishing with, uh, well, I think I'm going to go make a sandwich and finish this song later. Yeah. Like saying that at the end. And honestly, like uh, a lot of the subject matter of Roots and Wings, the album I just released, like it's a pretty serious record. And I feel like most people know me as being a pretty quiet person and a pretty serious person, but I actually am definitely have a pretty big goofy side, but it just takes a while for me to open that side of me up to people. Yeah. So, you know, with this song, like I want to do that a little bit, but I guess even now this song is the, it's so like the paint on it is still so wet mm-hmm. that uh as i hear it i'm like you know what like when i was writing i thought i was just kind of being funny and silly but it's like man like even <laughs> even when i'm trying to be like that the subject matter is like still pretty well yeah uh, it definitely serious. has <laughs> it has meaning to it. it is a meaningful song <laughs> and it, it does say say a lot um but yeah, that that was that was uh, I, I think it does it captures a a, a moment a sentiment um, uh, you know and I think it captures the the quotation perfectly I, I really and 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 to your credit you you genuinely uh, used the the quote in the song I know uh, every time I have prompts I I usually don't end up using when I write my challenge song I don't always in, uh, include the prompt itself in the song i kind of go off in wild directions but i I, I, yeah so i have a question about that though it's like yeah since i use that proverb like verbatim does that mean i can't 
really do that in the song or I, I don't know like what the what, what do you mean I don't, I don't understand well like like if i like release that song is that like plagiarizing just because i like straight up lifted the proverb well or... whoever came up with uh whoever came up with the proverb uh in in the the third century or whatever they might be upset but uh I, I suspect if it's a prop, if it actually counts as a proverb, my my guess is that that is a uh, that is in the public domain. I would yeah, hope. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's long. The whatever it is, is it fifty years or seventy years? Whatever it, the public domain. <laughs> These days, it's like a proverb. The Mickey Mouse laws. So it's like what is it? It's like seventy years after the death of the author. But then you've got corporations and their living people. So if they own the rights, that goes on in perpetuity. I, I oh, it's yeah. it's all it's all dumb. I, I think it's it's <laughs> way too. I think that's just like when you're maybe maybe like a decade after the 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 originator dies. I don't, but I don't think there's yeah. I don't think this stuff needs to be tied up that long. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't get it. Yeah, so. it's it's a proverb and it's a folk song. Yeah, so, so it's perfect. <laughs> No, that that's really great. I, I really like what you what you did with that. Um, now, is it something? Uh, I, I usually ask the guests to do a self critique of the yeah. song, and uh, yeah, can you can, just to give an you know the audience an idea of how you would critique something? Um, I mean, how do you how do you feel about the song? Is this something that like would you play this on stage, or do you feel like it's just kind of a throwaway, or or how do you how do you feel about you know this? I, I I feel pretty good about it. Uh, I actually have a few songs that are like really short mm -hmm. and i almost feel like they could be a good series to like could could work pretty good for social media because people don't really watch things too long people scroll pretty yeah. fast on social media but it's like maybe just having like these short little concise oh yeah almost like joke songs could be kind of a cool thing to do and i think this would kind of fit in with that it was almost like even like the quote says, what can be done at any time will be done at no time at all. Mm -hmm. It was like I, I kept saying for the last couple of weeks, I need to write that song for David Coyle's <laughs> broadcast. And then yep. like it was coming down to the wire a few days left. And I was like, all right, in true spirit of uh, the Scottish proverb, I, I'm going to do it right now and not think about it too hard. Yeah. And when you're doing it like that, it's, it's almost like... Uh, it just flows out of you. You're not really editing as you're writing it. And I actually really like the melody to it. Yeah. I think the something that the core structure has like a circular quality quality to it that isn't boxy. Yeah. And I'm I'm really into like doing something with the where the cores are fitting together that's like not boxy. So I like that. And uh there is like a few other lyrics that uh I've been thinking of throwing in there, so I, I think I'm gonna keep working on this one and see what happens with it for sure. Yeah. Oh, great! That's yeah. great. Well, it's a, it's a cool it's a cool cool song, and and I could see you like like you said, this is like a it's a short song. You could probably do like a short music video or something built around it, and I don't know, it, it'd be good, but good social media fodder, that's for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's time for me to indulge my my tune that I came up with um, yeah. for this, uh, which is mine is absolutely not light and fluffy. Um, <laughs> I probably went a little too serious with the whole thing. So yeah, this is Hourglasses by David Coyle and is the awesome, prompt song. 
There was a time when yesterday Became tomorrow Without today There was a moment when all of now Was split between my plans and memories And I crossed off the days Tore every calendar page And I raged until I saw What my striving had been for And the hands inside my watch Never held on to much when I tried to slow it down I put my hourglasses on There was a time when the future Became the past That I never knew There was a moment when I closed my eyes And all my dreams were no longer true And I looked into the heavens And I begged the constellations To avenge what I had lost When I didn't know the cost and the hands inside my watch Never hold on to much But I'll try to slow it down And put my hourglasses on There is a time will surely come When all your moments will be gone Time you had to waste When you tried to keep the pace Would you taste the other flavors If I said you had forever and the hands inside your watch Will never hold on to much If you want to slow it down Put your hourglasses on All the time, all these moments
nice man oh thank you thank you so that was uh that was our glasses by yours truly david coyle uh that was my contribution to the uh to the challenge uh this week um yeah this was uh uh for me this is you know i was thinking scottish music so my 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 thought was like well what can i can i do something that's kind of scottish and the i i can't think if i i know irish music i know some english music i'm not sure if i know scottish music outside of like a like bagpipes but i was trying to think of something along those lines the closest uh, my you know one of my heroes is uh richard thompson so i started thinking like well what's my poor man's approximation of a richard thompson song so i think i kind of went on that direction um and then uh just the topic of time i I love that topic that's one of my favorite favorite topics and uh from a philosophical standpoint i just the the ins and outs of that are interesting and the images yeah so i I just started off playing on that and and uh, you know the idea of sort of i I mean i kind of feel like the uh the proverb to me was hinting at living in the moment at least that that's the direction I decided to go and you know, how easy it is to live either in the future or the past. And that sometimes the, the moment just doesn't even exist to, to some people. And, and so that's, I guess the, the, the intention of the song was to kind of suggest that you should live in the moment. And I'm after, after playing this for a couple of people's, I'm realizing that the, put put my hourglasses on was supposed to be a way of saying living in the moment but i i don't think that really comes across i think it is kind of a cool image though because i was like oh put your hourglasses on it's like a physical thing you know so you you got that that yeah. was like eyeglasses that were made out of yeah hour- yeah okay yeah but- I, I i i thought that was a cool poetic thing that uh it stuck with me and, and i I like that because I'd never heard that idea before. And I'm kind of into playing on words in that way where it's like everyone knows what an hourglass is. Yeah. But put my hourglasses on. It's like, oh, I I like that imagery. That That's that's good to hear because I, I was my big worry is that that was too cutesy almost. Um, but it's good to hear that that I, I haven't gotten that from anybody yet, that it's too cutesy. So um <laughs> I have some people that don't hear it the way that I intended, but uh, yeah. nobody's nobody's thought it was too cutesy. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's too too much of a downer of a song. I, I worry that I leave it on a on a really kind of down note. But overall, I, I you know structurally, I like the song. I, I just think there are some. I, I feel like the the chorus uh, could probably use a little touch up, and just because the hourglass's image just sort of appears, but then. There isn't much reference to it beyond that. I don't use like grains of sand or anything like that. You know, I probably could come back to that in some ways. Yeah. I don't know. Were, were there any anything uh, anything else stand out to you about this? Yeah, I pulled up the lyrics when I was listening to it so I could follow along with the lyrics. And honestly, I feel like you could lean into like talking about putting your hourglasses on. Like maybe lean into that more in the song and not almost have everything tie into that uh-huh but uh yeah may, you know maybe i i feel like maybe the way the guitar part is like i i really do like the way it's like free-flowing and real melodic mm-hmm. but what if you were to try to like 
when you get into like have that like free flowing nature like in, in the verses the, you mean yeah like have the free flowing mm -hmm. uh nature in between the lyrics but then when you come like into a verse like maybe locking into uh, uh some sort of pulse a little more yeah yeah like that that's something that i was kind of kind of hearing it was taking but, you out of the taking you well, out of the verse a little bit a little bit but honestly like i always feel like uh one song on its own like without context of other things like sometimes having a song that is really free-flowing in that way could really break up uh the flow break it up in a good way but it could just like be a good moment in in a set you know where uh what comes before it and what comes after it so see that's that's that with a grain of salt no yeah. no that's a that's a or a grain of sand uh, okay. but that, yeah take the, it with a grain of sand <laughs> <laughs> well but that's it that's actually an interesting point it's something i've i've thought about before is that oftentimes when people are critiquing songs they they look at it in a vacuum um but usually if you're performing you are performing it uh with other songs around it and you know maybe you know i mean if you look at it as just like one song in a vacuum then you're trying to create this perfect song whereas if you're thinking in terms of like a set a live set it may fill a, a gap uh it may serve a purpose yeah and, and and or an album you're putting it on an album or something like that yeah. even if it's not a perfectly well-contained song on its own now i would say with the uh, i think i get more kind of steady with the 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 chorus gets gets kind of more rhythmic in just the way that i play i, I think the um the verses are where i'm a little bit kind of going nuts with uh the guitar stuff and yeah it's it's probably a little over the top well um, it, and you, it could have been also like not so much the guitar part itself but it could have just been like i noticed there was like a delay on the guitar well yeah that i did and, put some yeah and maybe it was like the delay on the guitar that was like throwing off that flow in a way yeah yeah but uh honestly and honestly man just to be completely like up front i'm never quite the best at like absorbing a song in the first listen oh sure i always, yeah. I always feel like i do better I, like i need like two or three listens i'm not yeah. a professional uh song critiquer sure sure <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's the song i i you know I, I i pretty much like it i just I, I feel like it does need to be touched up i feel like it's a little bit not not completely coherent but the basic the basic song i think is kind of worth pursuing so i suspect i'll i'll probably do something with it going forward well we'll see, we'll see. yeah i like the arc and flow to it and i really like the way it finishes like uh just like your vocal it's almost like the outro at the end how you, the way you finish with those two repeating lines of all the time all these moments thrown away yeah that uh like that even now as we're talking about it and i heard that like 10 minutes ago now like i still have that in my mind yeah so that's good that is good that is good well, cool well all right well thank you antonio um yeah so uh all right well we're we're now coming towards the end of the show here and uh it's time for you to promote something uh if you got something and and we know that you do you got a new album out and maybe some other things but uh do you want to just clue everybody in on how to get get a hold of your album and sure yeah yeah so uh 
my new album roots and wings it's available in vinyl and cd i also got a lot of new merch items some hats t-shirts uh all that kind of stuff available at antonio lopez music.com and uh it's also available for streaming on like spotify apple music amazon music all those kind of things and uh one other thing i do want to plug is uh Soundbridge Music, the nonprofit I'm a part of, and we've got uh, something in the works that we're going to be rolling out here soon. Uh, it's called the Common Thread, and I'll speak to it a little bit, but uh, basically it's going to be like a mutual aid society slash uh, mentor program where uh, musicians are going to be collaborating with each other remotely on some work and going to be just uh getting some grant money out there to musicians and to be doing this collaboration and doing this like mentorship with each other and yeah just kind of keep on the lookout for that later on this winter and into the spring all right a worthy cause a worthy cause so all right. Well, well, Antonio, thank you so much for coming in. This has been a, a wonderful conversation and, 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 and lovely music, and uh, it's been a real fun time. Thank you so much for coming in. Hey, thanks for the invitation, David. Really appreciate it. You bet. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, please consider donating to the program via Venmo at Dave Coyle or PayPal.me slash Dave Coyle. In the meantime, keep your songwriting raw and riveting. There is a time